You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 148, sponsored by InStock Trades, Heavy Ink, and the Netflix. See how I got more excited as I went? Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the uh, iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 148. Just so you know, Ron is not wearing pants. I'm not. He's not. He's not. My name is Ron. The script is wrong. It says my name is Ron and my name is not Ron. God. I will walk. One more of these. If there is one more error in the script like this one I see at the bottom here that I'm going to bring back at the end that will be a funny joke, then I will walk. I am Josh, and I'm here with Connor. Hello. And Josh. Damn it, Ron. <laughs> hey there. It's like the script was done by monkeys. Retarded, stupid monkeys. <laughs> iFanboy.com is a website about comic books that we produce. Uh, it's because we like comics. We read a bunch of them every week. We read a whole lot of them. And then one of us is uh, has the job of, of picking the best one, writing a review about it on the website. And then we talk about it here on the podcast. And then we talk about the rest of the books of the week. And we take questions and, and, and things like that. Listen, uh, we're going to talk about the books. We're going to talk about what happened in them. If you haven't read them yet, this is not the place for you, man. So come back after you've read them, and will, then then you won't care about the spoilers. Then it'll be just fine. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. Everybody's, you guys okay with that? I'm okay. With sure. That. Good stuff. All right. This week, Connor has the pick. I see he got his own name right in the script. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, have you noticed that Daredevil's been out for 10 years now? What do you out. mean it's been out for 10 it's years? It's been out for this, 40 years. No, this particular version of Daredevil has been out for 10 years now. Oh, this, this volume? This, wow. The series, yeah. Wow. So the whole... Casada, Kevin Smith reboot that started the whole thing off and went to ben, Bendis and then went to Brubaker and now is um, that's been ten years of our lives. Volume, Jesus. what is this? Volume three, volume four. It is volume. It doesn't uh, say, say Anisha anymore. Oh my god, that's, that's weird. weird. Um, the, and it's ten years of all of us reading the same book, which is probably unheard of. By the way, did you know the subscription rate for twelve issues is twenty-seven dollars? Apparently, <laughs> that's a good deal. That's three issues free. <laughs> No, seriously, think about that. Have, have you guys dropped Daredevil at any point in the 10 years? I Josh did, didn't yeah, he? I did for a while. Although I, came, I bought most of them. I came back and regretted it. I'm missing like 10. Okay. Well, that, I but still, read the Indicia in years, by the way. By do you the remember way. when um, Did you do you do remember when the Max was out and Sam Keith used to write the funniest Indicias ever? No. Like he had messages no. in the Indicia. It's like, why are you reading this? This is just legal text. And like, it was, I like the I in the Indicia is, 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 for information regarding advertising, please call Mitch Dane. And there's his email address right there, mdane at marvel.com. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Pretty, they're not wasting any time. Oh, we probably want to talk about the book, right? All right, yeah. Um, so ten years of this, and it, for ten years—well, not ten years—for about eight years, it was, I think, one of the best books. You know, it was always on my top five list. Hands down. And it was always a book that, when it came out, I was excited for. I really looked forward to reading it. And, and that's that's a, a book for, of that consistency for eight years is almost unheard of. And then. I don't even remember when it started. Was it a year? Was it two years ago? When when it when when it just sort of started taking a downturn. Mr. Fear. No. Mr. Fear came out before, before Mr. Fear. Mila yeah. was introduced by Bendis. Let's not forget. It was the France storyline. The French storyline was really good. It was. I think it was. Okay, I don't know. I think there was a brief there was a brief tick up when Brubaker started with the with the prison and the France storyline, and then ever since then. Yeah. Uh, Matt has been someone who hasn't been very pleasant to be around. Matt Murdock has been very. 
um, downtrodden, every woe is me. He always complains that his life is shitty and his his and his people he loves always get hurt and they disappear and he's ruining everyone's lives and blah blah blah. Well, and I mean, honest, the dude's kind of right, right? He's right, but he's also not alone in that. And the pro- but he's the only one that dwells on it. And the problem is uh, dwelling on it for twenty four pages every month is kind of difficult to read when nothing else happens. So, for a while, I was just sort of... I, mean, I remember, not before this arc started, I was thinking, wow, I'm not really just really not enjoying this very much. He's just, he's just very mopey. Were you, thinking of dro- were you thinking of dropping it? I was considering it, but then some funny thing happened was that with this, this arc, Cruel and Unusual, Greg Rucka joined the writing staff for this particular arc and infused a bit of energy into the book. And I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if they said we need to we need to fix this, or it was just a confluence of events, or they they purposely made him all mopey for a long time, so that when he came back from it, we'd be happy. I don't know how how it went, but whatever the reasoning, by the end we, by the end of this particular issue, we have a Matt who who looks like he might be a little bit more happy. He he ends the issue smiling. He realizes that he's his moping around is doing nobody any good. He actually has to snap out of it to help solve this case that they're working on. And a couple of times in the issue, he's told by his friends that what we've, we wanted to tell him, which is to snap out of it, stop complaining, not everything's about you, and live your life and, and help us out here. And that's what's happened. And this issue really brought back what was so great about Daredevil for, for eight years, which was great action, great characterization, um, interesting mysteries. And, it, and it just, this, is a, this is a complete package team between Rucka, Brubaker, and M- Michael Lark on pencils. This is, like the, this is one of the best creative teams working together in all of comics. So what this issue did was it brought it back of the feeling that you had for, for so long that this is such a great book and this just reminds you why. Where it was, I, thought it, I thought it was really losing its edge for quite a while and uh, spiraling off. But this, this issue really, really drove it home why. Oh yeah, I really like this book. That's why. Yep. And that was the feeling I got reading it. It's it's been great. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this would have been my pick, but it, it for the uh, pick of the week. But it was stro- a strong finish to the arc, and I don't know if the influ- in, you know, in the influence of Rucka brought Brubaker kind of back, or it just kind of like what they did was they tear down the character, and now they got to build them back up. Um, that's, that's the, been tearing him down for a while. Oh yeah, they have. They have. It's been very long, that, long in the tooth. That was actually why I dropped it a long, long time ago. Was it was in the midst of the, his life falling apart, and I just like. I wasn't oh, really, that was so epic, though. It was so know, great. But it was such a long. It felt like such a long time to me of like everything falling apart and like he would get exposed and then exposed again and then exposed again. Worst kept secret. Yeah, and 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 I went back. I actually went back and I bought most of those back issues and I read through them at a different time and and I liked them more then. But like I think the month to month thing got to me for a while and and I wonder if these stories, you know, like like the Mister Fear story was a nine part story. Yeah, that's too long, a long, too long, long time for. Uh, to be quite honest, I wasn't very interested in that. The thing about these is like, they were good, and you know, like from a craft standpoint. But I, I wasn't really interested in them. But I didn't really know that at the time. Like now, that you, you now that you talk about it, like in, in a past tense, I could be like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I was really enjoying that. But at the time, I I couldn't have told you that because I just didn't know what it was to not enjoy a Daredevil book written by Ed Brubaker, drawn by Michael Lark. Right, you know what I mean. Like it, it, it just felt like nothing was happening. It was, it was spinning in circles. It was, you know, all these heroes have pathos. We all we all like them for their issues, and when when they're not, you know, they're interesting characters. But for you know, it feels like they've driven Matt Murdock into this deep hole of of mm-hmm. just anguish, and it's just not fun to watch. Right. 
But this is definitely the first. Step, but this is definitely the first step in pulling it out, though. I mean, Absolutely, that's, that's yeah. I, the reason why I picked this book is because when I finished reading it, I was smiling along with it because I felt like, hey, there's Matt Murdock again. Nice. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when you have a friend who is constantly making bad choices or something, and, and finally they they wise up, and you're like, yes, finally, you know, you're 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 realizing what's going on here. This let's, is kind of the let's same not thing. Not talk about him now. <laughs> hey. I, don't, I don't think that's fair. To- it was like that moment when Josh stopped shooting heroin. <laughs> We're all like, finally, he sees the problems. Um, th- there's an artistic um, observation I'd like to make, which sure. is it started with Alex Maleev, and now Michael Lark has followed in Maleev's footsteps. The medium shot head-on of Matt Murdock in lawyer gear with the hair kind of in the eyes and the glasses is like now when I think of Daredevil, that's the shot I think of. And it right. happens a lot here, and it like it like sometimes the camera angle is like just below his chin, kind of looking up at him, and or he's just looking right at you, and it's just like that, and it's like it reminds me of the cover of you know the the cover in the Bendis run when with the marker around Matt Murdock's picture to say what if he was Daredevil, like that sort of thing, and right. it, it's funny because now every time he's in the suit, I just see that that same angle, that same shot of his head, and I just laugh. So. <laughs> I like the, it though. The, the, the thing about this book, and there's not a lot of artists I can say this about, but like literally, if the book was was 18 pages of Michael Lark drawing him flipping around, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the man draws a a damn good flipper. I got I got to say the the action sequence that this issue starts out with. It's awesome. It's pretty badass when you think about it. When you look at the the steps that Daredevil goes through and in fighting these guys, and then he jumps through the window and lands on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then jumps through the helicopter and he jumps out and disappears. No, and that, and that yeah. jump is, is not like that big page, you know, son of a... And he's jumping and... Yeah. He's got... And then he and then he checks his answering machine messages. It's like this really <laughs> interesting, like, combination of photorealistic stuff, like, mixed with Kirby. Like, interesting. Like, look at the foot. Like, look at the size of the foot. And he's got his perspective so that the things are coming at you, you know, yeah. in the action scenes and, and you know... Yep. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. I, I love Michael Lark. I would yeah. almost like – this is going to be sort of sacrilegi- sacrilegious. Sacrilegious. <laughs> sacrilegious. I love sacrilegious but things. <laughs> I, could, I, I would be okay with seeing him on working on something else at this point. I was actually just thinking that he's been doing this book for a long time, and I'd almost like to see his uh, work. On he's only characters. been doing it as long as Brubaker's been doing it. Yeah, but – Right, it's been a while. I, been... wanna, I mean, Ed Brubaker's doing a lot of other stuff. So you right. get to see Ed Brubaker – do other things, but uh, Michael Lark only gets to do this because well, what Michael Lark needs to do is get uh, get some sort of uh, art art partner, so he can he can share the art duties. Yeah. <laughs> well, she can co pencil. Yeah, exactly. What's <laughs> so Mike gonna, Perkins doing? We're gonna get ourselves into trouble. Mike Perkins is on the stand book now, so that worked out. For yeah, me. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. I mean, but, but but I don't know. We've just seen him do this for a while, and I'm I really I'm trying to rack my brains think about what I'd like to see Michael Lark on. And I'm not sure, and I think that's kind of cool. I love, I loved, I loved the little sequences he did of World War II in the cat books. Uh, see, you yeah. know, something like that, or just I don't know, just get him away from this and, and doing something else might be fun. I, you know that he'll do some weird book that you don't want to do, like like Pia Guerra went and did Doctor Who. Yeah, he's gonna do a Neil Young. Pia Guerra's a huge book. Doctor Who fan though, so that was like yeah, kind no, of a geek. Yeah, so but no, yeah, no, still, no, but it threw me for a loop. There's more Doctor Who fans than there are. Daredevil yeah. fans, so yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. I mean, there was another book that I was really conflicted about, and that was DC Universe Last Will and Testament number one from Brad Meltzer, I'm, I'm and um, right art by Andy Kubert. And, yeah. and Joe Kubert. 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 This, is, this, <laughs> no. was, 
this no, was, Joe, uh, Kubert, Joe Kubert was yeah, on it, right? Connor, Connor had said, I really like parts of it because Andy drew like his father. And I was looking through it, and I was like, yeah, but Joe Kubert has a, a credit right here on the cover and in the credits page. <laughs> Those pages actually are Joe Kubert, which makes much more sense. Yeah, yes. which, is, which it doesn't take away from it because those pages are awesome. Yeah, yes. he, can, he can draw with the best of anybody. What did you think of this, Connor? It was it was weird. I, I liked a lot of it, and then some of it I didn't like, and I thought I should have liked it more considering the subject matter. First of all, I don't understand where it, what it's supposed to be. Well, that I don't that, understand. Yeah, why where it fits in? It's not. It doesn't seem like the Final Crisis book because all the characters don't match up where they are in the Final Crisis story. Yeah, that, that really kind of threw me for a loop because, and it was funny because I actually I listened to Meltzer on Word Balloon today and he's saying how, you know, the, the, when this came out was important because it has to come out in between the issues of Final Crisis so it fits in. And I was like, is he reading Final Crisis? Yeah, because it doesn't like, fit in at all. Like, is the, apparently this is the night before the world ends. And I, 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 I'm glad you guys said that because I was just going to pretend like I knew, like, oh yeah, it makes sense. No, there, you know? there was not <laughs> enough explanation about what it was or, or, yeah. or and it says one shot, but like, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it, and so I read it like that as a standalone. It has nothing to do with any, almost an Elseworlds in my mind. You know, like I read it like that. It was that. weird because if, if it had just been the vignettes, that would have been fine. But then they, try, they tied in the story with Geoforce, which supposed, supposedly fits in the stuff. But like Superman's there, but yet he's also off in another dimension, according mm-hmm. to the book that came out this week also. Right. And Batman's captured and Hal Jordan's on trial, but they're all in this book. You know, so it doesn't really make any sense from that standpoint. So if you just take it... On its own, even then, I felt like if you just took it as its own story and not worry about where it fits in, there was what. If you haven't read it, basically, there's a main story with Geoforce as he as he struggles over whether or not he should take revenge on Deathstroke for what he did to Terra in the Teen Titans books in the 1980s. His sister, which, yeah, his sister Terra. And I'm sorry if you haven't read those books from 25 years ago. <laughs> and um, spoiler. And then in, interspersed with that is is a bunch of vignettes with the other characters, what they're doing on their final the final night before the world ends. And you'd think that'd be like right up Brad Meltzer's alley, like really sentimental, really like emotional. But I felt like the little vignettes, there wasn't enough time on them. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough time to make a real emotional impact. And then the Geoforce story, I just didn't care about. So, no, and it was long. Well, th- th- yeah, th- so that really hurt it from both sides. Like, you, you should have had really impactful little stories, but they were only given one or two pages, and with no context, there was nothing to really hold on to. Th- there was there a couple things. I mean, because it, it felt like it felt like the Geoforce story was where Meltzer was going with his run on Justice League of America, and just didn't get to it. Right. You know, so so like I definitely felt like this was shoehorned into this this context. Um, but then even even beyond that, with all the other with the other vignettes and stuff like that, and uh, don't get me wrong, I mean it's done well. Like Meltzer is a good writer. I'm not denying that. But I mean, do, do how many do we how many Meltzer stories do we need to read about him talking about what it, what it means to be a hero? Well, the, I, this is yeah. what I was I was getting at as I was reading this, and I have been a, a Meltzer. Apologist, you, you're a big fan, yeah. yeah. No, I'm an apologist because he's a good writer. Yeah, I. You know what? He, he's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was this was no fun, and I get it. The last night, it was like it was bereft of humor in yep. any way, and I don't need a lot of it. But like, and I think that that was something. It, it, it's all everything he Heavy. does. It's that, but it's all hushed conversations between people. Yeah. And eventually, and he's the writing equivalent of Alex Rossart. It's, yes, <laughs> it's really cool for a little while. Yeah, and it it's not for. A I little really like scenes of it, but I didn't. The yeah. package overall, I didn't like. Like, I really like the Batman Robin Nightwing scene where where Robin feels like he's really, you know, connecting with Batman. The Nightwing shows up, and all the attention goes to him, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, I'll always be the youngest son." Like, you know, he, that was a really nice moment of characterization. But other than that, he's like, writing the superhero equivalent of Adrian Tomine comics. 
Yeah, that's a very good one. Does anybody care about Geoforce? No. Some, yeah, I'm sure there are some people too, but I don't. This is why he didn't do this in his Justice League arc because no one would have cared. Like, like uh, yeah. you know, Dandito's like, uh, "Can I talk to you for a second, Brad?" Yeah. This Geoforce thing is good. Although I do, no, like- I will say that at the moment when when when, when we get to the conclu- the conclusion when he fights Deathstroke and yes. he yeah. and and he, he cuts his own throat, I went holy shit like out loud yeah, in my yeah. apartment. Had it ended like that, it might have been the pick of the week simply for that that yes, moment. That shocking moment, yeah. But then, but they, then the next page, he's alive, and I went, "Oh, blew it!" Like yeah. I, I, I really was shocked and genuinely thrilled by the fact that he went so far as to kill himself to beat Deathstroke, it and was, then they it, just just didn't go all the way. It's like Spielberg, like J- Jason Aaron leaving Mystique alive at the end of that run on Wolverine. Yeah, like had he killed her, that would have been an epic arc. Yeah, yes, or, the, or the, the the kid being alive at the end of War of the Worlds. Oh, like, yeah. that's just, oh, that just was the like, worst. Oh, God, I hated that. Virtually untouched. <laughs> yeah, but I, anyway, do... but I just I felt like, oh man, some of these, some of these pieces are really good, but the, the puzzle that they're putting together, the pictures putting together with the puzzle pieces is just not good. I do need to give Meltzer credit that on, in the second to last page, when the little you see, you know, Wally and and Linda hugging, and and Jim Gordon and Barbara Gordon hugging, and the Wildcats hugging. And then you see our man and <laughs> our man and Liberty Bell in bed fucking. That's awesome. <laughs> I love these two characters, and they're never in more than a panel. Like, uh, like when they I are, don't know, you know. Ooh, uh. I don't know if I love them because they only appear in one panel. It's like a tease of what I don't know what's happening. And if like if there was an Hour Man Liberty Bell series, it'd probably be boring as hell and awful. But like I love the fact that I can always depend on the one panel of the two of them. It's awesome. So, oh, they're the new uh, Dinah and Ollie. Um, yeah, exactly. No, what, no, what really bothered me about the cover, and this is totally a nitpick, and I understand what the cover, you know, the cover has got this lightning happening, and then their faces in the, and the lightning is splitting the faces in half, and, like, there's one half is Batman, the other half is Nightwing, one half is Old Wildcat, one half is Young Wildcat, one half is Green Arrow, the half is Red Arrow, but then, like, which I get is, like, okay, the older person and their legacy, but then the Superman is, it's half Superman, half Clark Kent. Yeah. And, and like that's just himself, or as a pocket. I'm like that's just. I know it's the people in the book, but I'm like, I, and, and Our Man and Liberty Bell are just the two. That, oh, wow, I said that's totally Long Island. I'm sorry, Liberty, <laughs> Liberty Bell are totally. Or, it just uh, the cover bothered me, but whatever. Right. So, it's just a weird book. It was, very it was a weird. Weird you know very weird book. Very weird. Everyone, do you know how long it feels like we've been talking about this? It reading it felt like a lot longer than that. Well, it's a one shot. Jo- Josh, I'm really. Um, as far as I know, you didn't buy this next book, and I'm kind of a sad because I wanted to know what you thought about I know, it. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm disappointed. Kick-ass number four. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm going to guess it was fucked up, so please continue. You could ruin it for me. It's fine. It, it fucked up indeed. <laughs> well, so, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what this book is. Still, love it. <laughs> love it. It's a lot of people getting killed really gruesomely, and. So I, don't, I still don't know what's going on. So the last issue ended with you know with Kickass the kid going up to to tell the guy to stop you know hurting his girlfriend or his ex girlfriend or whatever, and he gets Stalking into a fight. Him. He gets into his fight and gets his ass kicked. And then right as he's about to get his ass kicked, this other little girl shows up like with a mask like Robin. And a katana blade and chops a dude's head off. <laughs> and so this issue opens up with her sticking the blade in some other guy's head, and this little girl proceeds to wipe out this entire gang. Like wipe in gruesome fashion, gruesome wipe them out fashion. Like even the hoe, <laughs> who who normally lives and cries and whatever, but the hoe got stabbed twice. She she chops legs off, she chops arms off. She she sticks two swords to the girl, um, and then she runs off into the night without. She basically what does she say to? She says, She's like, "We're on the same team. We no us superheroes got to stick together." And then runs out the window. So yeah, and then she tells me get the fuck out of here before the cops show up. So then. 
it's basically this whole issue is a little filthy mouth girl with, with, who's really deadly, and then and then kick ass in a civilian identity trying to figure out what the he basically says like this is too much for me, I can't do this anymore, and he goes back but, to his life. But what's also is that he he chases when she leaves, he chases her, and she jumps across a rooftop, and there's a big dude in a jacket and a mask, and he high fives her and calls her hit girl, and she says we did it again, big daddy, and so it's like oh there are other people being superheroes. You know, so and that that's kind of this. You know, he you know he thought he was the only person doing it. And now his world has been open to the fact that there are other people who have been doing what he thinks he's doing by by wearing a costume and stepping you know stepping up and helping people. But it turns out these two people are really brutal, and you don't know what their thing is. You know, and the issue ends with 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 Big Daddy and Hit Girl at a um, garage, uh, killing a mobster in a car compactor, and his his eyeballs pop out of his head, and it. And it's gruesome, and it ends with her saying, "What a fucking douche." I don't understand this book. I mean, I I think it's very interesting, and I had fun reading it. But at the end of the day, there's still no plot. What, what, how many issues is it? Four. Unknown. Is it four? That's four. But this how is many the fourth. No, this is the fourth issue. It's unknown. It's an unknown number. Oh, it's, oh, Eight. It's not ongoing. It doesn't. Say, I don't see anything where it says how many it's going to be. Hmm. So somebody. Um, and I just love the last page. It just says next more. Like <laughs> it just. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's certainly <laughs> audacious. Yeah, it's, it's totally. very audacious. It's just I don't. I still there's no story yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's, the way it's, the rate is, the rate they're coming out, it's gonna. Yeah. You know, you're expecting a story. That's your problem. I, I I'm I'm loving it. I think it's, I mean I, I think the story so far is that is that there there is a realistic world of people who are trying to be superheroes that we're introduced story, to. That's a premise. Right, it's a premise. Yeah, no, and and but no, then the story is this this kid Kickass's introduction to that world. That's not so. a story. That's an. In- that's I'm not a writer. I don't know these. But there's things. also, I mean, also like it, you can throw realism out the window after with the second issue. I mean, oh, the first issue. Totally. The first issue, yeah, it was realistic. He got, he got, he went out on the street, got beat up. The sec- once the second issue hit, that's when realism went out the window. So I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I'm not not saying it's bad. I'm I'm enjoying reading something it. But happen, I love. Though. There have to be stakes. The, the the protagonist has to want something, or you know, like. Right. There isn't. It's just look at these people. Hey, look at that. Look at this. That's what we've got. Well, I don't know. No, there's a little bit of characterization with it, you know, after the fight with the kid and with the girl and with his friends and trying to fit in and fit into life and that that typical kind of like I don't belong and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I think I, th- I I agree with you that it's a little it might be a, a little decompressed, but I can't imagine that there's not going to be, you know, and there, there's a whole subplot where there's um, mob guys who are arguing over Hitman and, and or no, Hit, Hit Girl and Big Daddy. You know, they know that they're aware and they're taking out their, the, the, the people in organized crime. And so you know, it's uh, the story is developing. It just—I I agree, with Connor. It is developing slowly. Um, but I mean, Romita's art is is fantastic. Oh, the art's fantastic, and this the was art. a great—you know—you had him in Spider-Man. Also, it was a good week for for, for Romita that, fans. Yeah, that one page of of Hit Girl jumping across the rooftop was just great. Yes. I mean, that's like a poster. So. Soaked in blood. Yeah, it was it was good. And on the cover, it says recession proof, which is just like <laughs> makes no sense. How, how is that recession proof? I thought that was Grace Papaya. All right, Ron. I'm assuming. Final Crisis Rogue's Revenge was a book you really lo- liked. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I can say that, that, that uh, Paul, the iFanboy staff writer, said that he's not angry at me anymore for Frank Frazetta's Creatures. Okay. He's, he's transferred that uh, now to Connor for not picking this book. Oh, That's what I heard. This, so go ahead. This is... This was so good. It was so, you know. And, and here's the deal. And Connor, you're probably you're probably tipped off to it by my Twitter on Wednesday, which was um, which was uh, I love Len Snart. I love Len Snart. <laughs> Captain Cold is now I think one of my favorite characters, rogues, whatever. Um, 
you know, so so you know, basically, the the rogues' revenge apparently is the rogues have banded together and and they're just trying to assert their their uh, autonomy from uh, I want to say penance, but his name's Libra, right? Libra, yep. Yeah, um, from Libra, and Libra puts together a, a a team of new rogues, and they're all like younger, slightly edgier versions of the rogues. And the rogues show up and kick their asses, <laughs> and then somehow ends up with with uh, Captain Cold uh, confronting his father. Uh, father issues are always fun to deal with, and then um, and and ends up killing him. And then you know, and then the story the story moves on. And it just like I just love the way Johns characterized these characters and these guys, and how they the uneasy alliance of these villains, and and they all have their little quirks and their little things, and. And it just—it's fascinating. It's just so—it's so so good. And I, you know, it, this honestly, this doesn't even need Final Crisis. This totally stands on its own. So, oh, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, Jeff John, I mean, and that, that's why I'm so excited for Johns to come back to the Flash. It's oh, it's gonna be so good. I mean, that's what this is. This is like the tease for the Flash rebirth or whatever he does. So, and Collins, Gosh, and did Collins you not buy this? Nah. You didn't? No, I, I, I literally. Every I'm time, telling Paul. I don't, I don't like this stuff. I didn't read most of John's. Good Friday comics. <laughs> you don't like comics. Good no, comics. Good comics. Oh please, like, like, like I don't read. You like Scott either. Collins though. No, I, I, I haven't. I stopped reading John's Flash Run ten issues in. I never went yeah. back. It was. I didn't like it. It wasn't that wow. as bad. I just didn't care. I've never cared about those the rogues and all those characters. It's never been my thing. Oh, he's the man. It's so so good. It's so so good. It was very very good. I like the tornado inside the guy. That was really clever. Yeah, there was some really clever fighting within the rogues and with the with the heat guy with Heat Wave or whatever his name is. Like mm-hmm. that was you know there was the guy a wannabe Heat Wave and and it's just like this they're shooting fire at each other and it's basically who can hold out longer and it's just like and it just it, and the level of not insanity but just you know screwed upitude that these that these rogues have um, sociopaths. I love Len Snart. Len Snart is just great because he's like yeah I'm gonna wear this parka. <laughs> you know, like, like he's not like he's not he's not you know he's not like um, I don't want to say Luther or whatever. No, no, I mean he's old, but he's not, not like old. he's he's not he's not like a, a megalomaniac. He's not out to rule the world or whatever. Like he's just a working class dude. I'm like you know? I like that his costume has never had any sort of updating. Nothing, he's, nothing. He's, what are those glasses? What are those glasses? <laughs> yeah, it's they're like fifties. There's like fifties three D glasses. Fifties three D glasses. He's got no peripheral vision with the, with the glasses and the hood. Come on, and you know, and like I don't know. You snorted. Yeah, the hood that got me. <laughs> and and you know, like I don't know where Central Central City supposed to be. Like Kansas, right? I don't know. It's, like Midwest. It's like Chicago. Sort Chicago. Of, yeah. Okay, it's hot there. Okay. Yeah, it is. He's yeah. in a parka. It's not that he's made of his blood is ice cold. No, he just got a gun that shoots cold things. He's not cold. He's like he's a dude. His favorite you know, like, G.I. Joe was snow job. Because <laughs> it was slightly dirty. Um <laughs> But um but yeah, you know, like and I hate the I hate the, the what the trickster or whatever, the 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 hip hop. The, yeah. the new one. I can't stand him, but he works in this too. It's like and I love the Weather Wizard and it's just like I love Mirror Master's great. I mean it's just these are great characters and then uh John's got such a good handle on him. But that said though, as much as I love Final Crisis Rogue's Revenge, I really think if I was up against the wall, I probably would have went with Gorilla's number one as my pick of the week. Wow, that was a, a shocker. No, I was going to say that was a that was a powerful segue. Yeah, it was a powerful that segue. Was a, that was a wow. And I was delighted to hear I wasn't the only one who picked this up. No, I now, I, I want I, I mean, first of all, look at the cover. And then look well, at wh- the art inside and you can tell me I'm not going to pick this book up. Well, the, I the, the, it, there's a, I have a couple problems with this book though, sure. but but I want to hear why you picked it up. 
I picked it up immediately. Cause, I mean, the first thing is I see what looks to me like a really realistic drawing. Uh, now I know what the, I knew what the premise was before I picked it up because I did look it up. But oh, this, I knew nothing about it. I just okay. saw it in the comic store, and I was like, "What this is this style of art?" Um, yep. Basically, it's a book. Uh, on the very basic, it's about a soldier in Vietnam. Um, it's, it's um, uh, Image Comics published it. Yeah. Um, it's it's five ninety nine. That's my problem with forty eight pages though. For forty eight pages, double sided yeah. issues, and they're going to come out oh, every one, two months. So one of nine. Which uh, well, that Oof. was a thing, and it was yeah. nine eighteen months. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's six bucks a piece, you know. But and and what's the guy's name? What's the dude's name? Uh, Brom Ravel. Say that again slower. Brom Ravel. Brom Ravel. Right. Okay. So. It, so it's like this it's the cover is a dude in the jungle and it's almost like Tintin war comic yeah. style right it's, I love this kind of uh, this kind this style I'm, I'm trying to think um like last I, I almost last don't want, Vietnam but I almost don't want to talk about it really <laughs> I kind of want everybody to go buy it because I don't want to ruin it well, there's not much to. I mean, but the thing is, if you read the solicitation or you read what it is anywhere, you click on it, you'll see what it is. Um, oh, okay, so it gives it away because because honestly, I knew nothing about this book. Right. I saw the cover. Oh, the solicitation right in the right, in, right says it right there. Oh, okay. I saw I saw it I saw it on the stand, and I picked it up and I flipped through it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. It's impressive. I'm like, ah, oh, five ninety nine. I don't know. And then I flipped to the last page and I went, sold. Yeah. Done. <laughs> uh, there are uh, monkeys. Basically, the whole thing is is a entirely realistic, hard boiled war book. The whole thing. Vietnam. Yep. Vietnam. He's in like people, horrible things. Forty seven pages. Forty seven pages. And then on the last page, uh, there are uh, gorillas dressed as American GIs. <laughs> um, and and that's all we know for the next two months. And and what's funny is that Ron is giggling about this, like that's what sold him. For me, that's the thing that almost made me not buy it. <laughs> and, 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 no, but, and what drove it home though was the letters page no the letters page or the thing that the that brahm wrote uh was oh no it wasn't even the thing that he wrote it was the name of the letters page and the graphic yeah but well that's what i'm saying like it's funny because the book is actually quite heavy and awful <laughs> and you you finish it feeling kind of awful and then you see this like cute picture of a monkey typing uh and then what is a very <laughs> sincere sort of essay by the art by the art artist writer um it's it's good. It's worth looking at. I, d- I don't know where it's going to go because it's funny because the tone is so realistic. And then it's, it's – see, Ron's laughing. It's not goofy at all. It's no, like war atrocities. Just... They burn a village and rape people. It's not – But then they're monkeys dressed up like soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on. Like it's it's the mix of the tones. That's what got me with it was that it was like I completely and, – and, and this is the joy of, of not reading previews and not reading the solicitations sure. is that I was just like, wow, this is fucked up. This is hardcore. Wow, look at this. This is – oh, wow. It's like I love the art. Da, da. And then I just turned the page and it's a fucking team of monkeys and one smoking and like it's just like <laughs> – I mean, I know it's easy these days to do the pirate or the ninja, the monkey or whatever that you know, the robot, whatever that you know, high concept premise. Marvel apes. Marvel apes, yeah. But this was this is this is it. Well done. Well, and I don't I'm, know that yet, though. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it hasn't started. It's yeah, the last I page. Mean, well, after 48, 48 pages, I get a feeling. I got a feeling. Yeah, no. but I mean, who knows? You know, like I don't know if you read Special Forces by Kyle Baker. That I did book not. was pretty serious, and then all of a doesn't sudden... That book, doesn't that book never come out? It just came out again. It's been a few months. He, he was busy. I don't know what. But, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> it, like, it goes way over the top. Like, ridiculously right. so. And it got, it got crazy, whereas at first it was fairly realistic, and then it turned into full-on satire. But that didn't happen until sort of in the middle of the second issue. 
yeah. uh, with this, I, I just don't. I, it's weird because the tone was so. If anybody read the other side, it's very similar to that. Like it's very hardcore, and then and, and then there's the monkey. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it was weird, but I love, 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 love the art style in this. This yep. is, I mean, like if you're going to do a war book, this is how it should look in my mind. This is yep. great, great stuff. Uh, yeah. So go flip through it and see what you think. It's 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 not light, but it's it's yeah. it's worth it for that last page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to make a hell of a collection. I mean, nine forty-eight page issues. That's going to come. That's going to be a thick, thick book. Yeah. Uh, I bet that's not going to all come out on time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well the guy, the guy, years, he, I mean, he he owned up to it. He said, "Listen, what I'm trying to do here is pretty big, and so it's going to be bi-monthly, and it's going to, you know, like he was fairly honest with it." Yeah, so, no, yeah. And the the letters page was called Monkey Business. So. <laughs> when is uh huh? When is the second issue of Pretty Baby Machine coming out? You know After funny? the movie, I got a texter. I got an email while we were in San Diego. You got a, and it was you got a like, texter? You got a texter from yeah, David Beckham? I got a yes, stop. I got an email <laughs> while we were at. Uh, we were I was walking around San Diego convention, and I looked at my email, and for some reason I was on some press release list that they had optioned Pretty Baby Machine for a movie. Great. Where's the second issue coming out? Yep. Like, and it had been three months by that point. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, it was a good book. stuff, but when it eventually does come out, you can be able to get it at InStockTrades.com, and you can get save up to thirty-seven percent off. Leave a free shipping on orders above fifty dollars, and over fifty-four hundred trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. With new releases listed every Wednesday, and orders usually ship within forty-eight hours of your purchase. That's www.InStockTrades.com, and for um, an unknown amount of time, you can get Captain America: Operation Rebirth, which is the uh, the Boy Book of the Month. Forty-seven percent off, which is fifteen dollars and eighty-nine cents. Probably, I mean, it's gonna, it's not gonna be that discounted for long. So go do it if you listen yeah. to Sunday night or Monday night. Go buy it. So yeah, because the new book of the month will be out soon. Yes. See, once that option check comes in, there's not really like, well, I could keep working really hard on this book, then I'm not gonna make any money on through Image. <laughs> the um, theme this week I thought was really, really bloody books. Yeah, and, and surprise, surprise. I would never, ever pass the Comics Code Authority. And surprise, surprise, one of those was Wolverine number 68. And surprise, surprise, also written by Mark Miller of Kick-Ass fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. i got to say, aside from Mark Miller, Steve McNiven's art, is just, this is probably the best McNiven art I've seen yes. in, in ever. Yeah. Since New, New Avengers, definitely. Remember oh, yeah, no, no, I would even say, I, I would say it's the best McNiven art I've ever seen, I, I think honestly. he's right, yeah. yeah. He's killed. So, he's but, killed. My, but my question, though, is how many, pay, how many issues is this arc? It's like eight. eight. Oh, it's eight? Okay, good, because we're on part three, and they're barely like a quarter, a third of the way through the country. You know why so. that's all right? Why? Because this was just as awesome as the last one that was my pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, it was. This, this was like Hawkeye was shooting again. bitches with arrows. Oh, man. <laughs> except, uh, then, except they killed Hawkeye, apparently. And then, no, they didn't. And then, um, and then Hawkeye's but, daughter takes off the Kingpin's head with a shotgun. Yeah. I was like, could you, could you do that? Could you get enough force on a shotgun to take somebody's head off like Doesn't that? Doesn't matter. This was great. <laughs> I had so much fun with this again. I don't know what it is, but Mark Miller's finally charmed me. My favorite, my favorite moment was in early on when they're driving through, and there's the dude all the way up on the church steeple, mm-hmm. and Wolf Reed's yelling down like, "Bob, are you okay?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was good. It's good. I love it. This Wolf. is a really, really fun arc. Yeah. So. I I know Josh and I disagree, but Superman six seventy nine I thought was easily the best issue so far of this Robinson story. I really thought this hit on every level. Boy, I really didn't like this. This was the one where I was like, "Oh, I don't think I am gonna like this." It really, I didn't, I didn't dig it. And and like, and I know that's like a tiny thing, but like, 
it annoyed it annoyed me. And the thing with with when Lois jumped up and like there's like a gratuitous shot of her tiny panties, I was like, what is, what is that? I I just wow. I like the last page of this book. Other than that, I was really just not into it. Okay. I think he's really starting to nail the characters. Um, I will say for the art, uh, Gatiss's art was much different on Supergirl, which makes me want to look back and see who the, the inker was. Because mm-hmm. it's not as good here. It's it's much more stiff. I like the la- I like the but last page of this. If that if that the helps. last page was awesome. I don't even like dogs. I thought the scene with the scene with the girl, or, or actually it was, it was Lana, right? Yeah, Lana when she's yes. breaking into the computer. It was just really hacky. I thought. I don't know. It was really lame. I thought. That scene really threw me off. Like, the end she turns is like, oh, by the way, the last thing I did before he, before he did that was to tell them to fire you. And I was like, well, how how can you do that? I don't know. I was just, I don't know. She was in charge. Well, if she was in charge, how come? Ugh, I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. Boo. Fair enough. All right. Black Panther 40, I thought, was also really good. Again, Jason yeah. Aaron doing war books in Black Panther Secret Invasion Crossover, one of the nine Secret Invasion books that came out this week. Yeah. Here's the thing about Black Panther 40 I realized as I was reading it. I was like, this isn't T'Challa. This is King Leonidas. Oh. Right. That's all that this book is. He's just writing 300 as 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 Black Panther, which is fine, but it totally, like, it didn't feel like Black Panther to me. So I have no context for Black Panther, so I was cool I with I've it. I've seen him, like, he's like a really smart guy who shows up in Avengers books every once in a while. And this guy was like, "We will destroy them all," and and it was just, I don't did know. You seemed... the, did you see the ad for Black Panther number forty-one? Yes, <laughs> which looks completely different than this, but it's apparently the same. I thought he was only a two-issue arc, but apparently there's more. Yeah, who knows? Know. The the ad ad has a picture of Black Panther and Storm, but as scrolls, and says, yeah. "Were they ever king and queen?" Which would explain Storm's random marrying of him. Oh, they're not going to be scrolls. None of, no one is scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're learning through this. There's no one you know, when they, when that they reveal that When they reveal that somebody who does matter as a scroll is going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, Alright, cool. So, uh, Runaways uh, Volume 3, Number 1, finally came out. Uh, written by Terry Moore, drawn by Humberto Ramos. Um, the long-awaited Terry Moore um, on Runaways. Yes. Um, uh, what, so, what, was it worth the wait? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It made me laugh a couple of times. Like I was like, "Oh, yep. that's funny." Uh, I, I a lot of people. Uh, Humberto Ramos is very love or hate. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know what there is to hate about him. I guess other than just not liking the style. To me, this looked like it looked like animation. It did. Yeah, it looked very. It looked. I, I'm a fan of Humberto Ramos, uh-huh. but I found myself. I say it like that. I found myself. Um, Having a hard time distinguishing who is who, and I don't know if that's just because because they're not in costumes. And that was it, my only it, problem. But yeah, I, and I like I don't know if I've got to get used to his style and the way he's drawing people. Yeah. But like, because the, the thing is, is that you've got Victor and you've got the girl with the staff, and you've got you know like everybody's got long hair, and and, and it's hard to tell who's who. And no, I, this, I have the same she, problem. I didn't know. Yeah, is she Asian? Is he black? Is he you know? Yeah. So it's um, um. The only other problem that I had with this, um, was I I didn't like that the DJ was so closely resembling Howard Stern. I thought if yeah. they just made him not look like Howard Stern, then you've got something. But as soon as you make him into the something thing that's like a real person, it you, it it takes you out of it. My big problem was that I thought that I actually had a, a misprinted comic or mis misaligned because there's the big fight when they go to the Malibu house and all those people, and then you know Carolina, you know, says you know I said let go and does that big like rainbow thing. And they turn the page and it's like them answering the door, apologizing for the noise. And like I just felt like that was an abrupt transition, and I di- I didn't know what like I thought I'd miss pages, you know. So um, the storytelling was a little off. 
But um, but I liked it. So. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I liked it. It was it was good. I didn't find myself entirely confused confused like Joss Whedon's run. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that <laughs> well, me. That's because it's an hour hour decade. So yeah. anyway, all right. Um, so Secret Invasion Arama. Yeah, the, you know the one thing I just wanted to mention about this was in you guys didn't like these books at all, right? New, Hated new, it. New Avengers, Mighty, Mighty Avengers. Avengers, and New Avengers. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. See, I actually had fun. I gave both twos this week. Yeah, was because get, like uh, like we were talking about like Black Panther, Nova, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers. I was like, this feels like an event. Yeah, does it really? Well, because ninety books came out about Secret Invasion. I know. I was I, know. I was getting and I read Secret Invasion, Spider Man, and whatever, and I was like, okay, this is fun. Now it's actually happening. Maybe I was just happy about that. But I yeah. liked the thing with about Pim uh, Connor. You don't like the the whole deal, but I thought it was interesting that I thought the artist of that was awful. Well, yeah, I was just I'm just thinking story wise, I guess that I liked. Yeah, I know you mean actually the art wasn't great, but I liked the idea that like when they clone the Pym and he he starts to act like Pym and they act. Too, I was like, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, and they're having trouble because that particular character is too. And then uh, yeah. And then in New Avengers, we see them. We see how they figured out how to do what they're doing by cloaking themselves. By they they cloned Reed Richards, and they just keep on running him through scenarios till he figures out how they how the scrolls might do that. I, I mean, I don't I think know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of convenient science fiction science, you know. I, I, and I'm not a scientist. I can't. I'm not a geneticist. <laughs> I don't know how these things it work. It means that his computer brain his brain works real well. So yeah, they keep I, making I, a brain that works real well. All I know is that. But, you, the art- but if you could just do that, then you could do that anytime you wanted. Well, all I, that's all I know. Yeah, that's a slippery well. slope of comic bookdom. And and yeah. finally, of of them all, the best book was still Nova. Yeah. Out yeah. of all those, like like a way to like a, it was surprising. It was fun. I didn't know what was going to happen. It's the best of all those Secret Invasion books by far. Yeah, and all I know is about new and, and, and to back on New Avengers is that the art wasn't by Billy Chung, and I want it to be. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but Nova was Nova was really good. And had a great little twist, and um, I actually kind of find I was getting I, I like the the whole he lost the world mind in Nova, mm-hmm. and so now he's got like this like lame ass you know very That's pared awesome. down version. It was awesome because it was annoying me. Yeah, no, it totally was. Yeah. I mean, he used to. Yeah, and it's so like it makes the book feel so lonely, and he feels lonely. And yep. just man, that book's been great all the way through. And, yep. and you know, it, like, it's one of those things like they tied it into Secret Invasion, which you'd think would waylay it, but it didn't. It was good yep. and great. Go with it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that's not all the books that came out this week. Uh, more books came out, and you can go see all the comics that came out at ifanboy.com forward slash comics. Um, but also, uh, users on ifanboy can leave ratings and reviews of comics, and so we like to highlight a couple of them. Um, and so our first one comes from Mr. Mister. Um, who reviewed Immortal Iron Fist number 18, and he gave the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 1 out of 5. And actually, nobody made this their pick of the week. Um, and Mr. Mister says, I really don't like the art in this book. Granted, I'm no art expert, but to me, this art just does not look good. And some of the panel layout choices seem odd, particularly in Danny's first fight sequence. Art aside, Swierzynski is doing a great job in this title, and if you decided to drop this one fraction left, you should quickly jump back on board. And I gotta agree with Mr. Mister, and I hate that I'm still buying it, because I was gonna drop it when Fraction and Brubaker left. Mm-hmm. But, like, this... Uh, I agree, except for the the Heath flashbacks. Um, I hate the art, but the story is really engaging, and I'm real. Swarzynski's writing very well. So. I thought the writing was a little worse than the last issue. There was a couple of things I don't even remember, but there was a couple of things that I didn't like uh, yeah. as much as I, I liked the last one a lot, and this one was okay. But yes, it's worth still reading. I don't yeah. dislike the art that much. Okay, you are wrong. Brickhead. <laughs> With a K, no C. Wrote about proof number 11. He gives a story of five and the art of five. Clearly he likes it. Uh, and uh, 0.21% made this their pick of the week. So I guess it's... Yeah, it's better than zero. Yeah. Him. <laughs> uh, another fabulous issue, uh, Alex and Riley. 
I could, he's talking to them. Uh, I yes. really enjoyed Riley's choice of Candyland looking colors. Uh, Adam is doing a great job visually. The book is stunning. The whole splash page from the from a cryptoid was a wonderful treat. This is without question one of the most visually pleasing books I've ever read. Very stylized in the way that Hellboy is defined by Magnola's uh, original art style. Proof has that same trademark for its look. Totally. Th- this was I- a great book. Yeah, this was a great, great issue, and, and, and what Alex and Riley are doing on this book is really, really special, and I'm glad it's get, people are reading it and enjoying it because I don't want it to go away. So. I'm on issue with this issue. Nice. I'm very quickly well, caught up. And, how'd you do that? Uh, a little help from my friends. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the one thing that I love about this book is the thing I wrote is that there's clearly a plan in place. Like yep. he's not it's a writing, story. Yeah, there's a story, and it's it's all it's happening, and there's – you want to know about the characters like proof is genuinely like a likable and interesting person and every little thing they reveal about him makes you want to know more and 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 oh this is just so much fun i mean this is this is a book i'm really excited about finding this issue had a great uh cliffhanger yeah yep yeah and 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 riley you know i'm a story guy so but i always forget that you know you can you can say that that art is is very stylistic and when you look at it it it, it maybe initially feels maybe even a little bit messy but man it does the job and you don't it does it so smoothly you don't even realize it dude riley brought it with this issue totally Mm -hmm. totally so this issue was that was was like a step not that not that it was bad before that but this was like a step forward like i was i was Mm -hmm. very impressed and he mentioned the colors actually i think it was a new colorist on this issue they've had a few different Interesting. Um, so if you want to check out Proof or you want to check out any other comics, go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, see all the comics that come out, and then you can head over to heavyink.com, um, which is a great site uh, for comics, graphic novels, manga, um, whether you want to discover discover you know kind of new favorites to check out or to shop or share your opinion. Um, they've got a bunch of really cool tools that uh, allow you to track you know your favorite creators or see what other users are reading um, to discover new comics. They've got a huge selection of graphic novels, um, and you can also buy single issues. You can subscribe to a monthly series or you can just buy a trade paperback, whatever you want. They do 20% off everything and free shipping. And in these recession-filled days, it's an important thing to get free shipping. So um, so head over to heavyink.com. Uh, great site uh, for all your comic purchasing needs. Recession-filled buy, days, eh? Yes. Buy lots of kick-ass issues. Yes. <laughs> all right, user email time. Jarrett Gossett hey, writes Jarrett. in. And he's, hey, it's good to hear from Jarrett. He says, I currently have three long boxes, one for DC Vertigo, one for Marvel, one for Image, and others. My DC and Marvel boxes are both literally splitting at the seams, and I'm at a terrifying crossroads. How do I split these damn things up? Do I split them up current alphabetical order? They are in, do I split them up in the current alphabetical order they are currently in, and just continue to add boxes and continually shift books back? back, or do I move to a chronological order system? I know you guys are working with dozens of long boxes currently, so I'm definitely curious to know how you handle the organizational challenge. This is why I like Jarek, because he asks the tough questions. You don't <laughs> segregate by publisher in your boxes, man. People do that. I, people, people, I know people who organize by character. Not by title, that's, but by character. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's you know crazy what that talk. is? Because I didn't get to read Kick, Kick Ass this week. Yeah. That's fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> well, my stock answer and what I swear by is I swear by alphabetical by title, chronological within title. Yes. I swear by that. And it, the thing is is that it's tough because you fill up the boxes and then you need to shift, but that's what Sundays are for. <laughs> <laughs> that was my system when I had my boxes in my possession. Now I just I, I have a shelf, and every week I put my books in that shelf, 
And then when the oh. shelf fills up, I get a long box. I put it in the long box. I put it in the storage unit. So now the system is purely just broken random. down. So yeah. Well, that's the that's, same. That's uh, actually my, my that's my system as well. I have adopted yeah. Connor's system completely. Realistic, realistically, for me, is that I've got I've got like twenty some odd long boxes in alphabetical chronological order, and then I've got like fifteen long boxes that are basically chronological that are just filled up in no particular order. All, yet oddly, I know exactly where to find them, which just kind of freaks me out. Um, but one day I will. Alphabetize all them and get it all back in order, oh, and then shit. get it you'll back. You'll hire somebody to do it. <laughs> Interns. You'll go, no, you'll go to the Home Depot uh, and hold up a finger and be like, "I need one now." That's all. <laughs> I have awful. to say that it makes finding stuff you need really difficult. When I go to my storage yeah. unit, I went there to buy get stuff for a mini, and I was like, "Where?" Could What's funny is that you got to remember. Be? You got to remember what ca- for me. You got to remember what came out like around that time. I'm like, so let me think. Oh yeah, Ex Machina started around that time. So okay, there's Ex Machina eight. So I must be nearby it. And so, like, <laughs> so. yeah, but it, then if you are if you're like us which many of you probably aren't, and you do shows, and you need to get them, then you mess up the order all up. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, that messes. So. By the way, I, I, I don't on... endorse uh, unfair labor practices. <laughs> that was a joke. I think I'm working on 30 boxes right now. Jeez. No, I'm... Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, all right, so, Jarrett, hope that helps you. Chrono- alphabetical, chronological, always. Um, Anything else is crazy. And dude, he only has three boxes? Oh, I miss, those, I miss those days. Anyway, um, ooh, get drawer boxes if you can. They're really cool. I was looking at them. If I could, if I had money, I would buy drawer boxes. But anyway, um, I don't hear them sponsoring this show. You shut your mouth. No, sure. Sorry. Oops. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. So our next email comes from Jennifer from New Jersey, uh, who is through the through the brush on ifanboy.com. Um, Jennifer says, though I read a lot of comics, I don't really consider myself to be a visual person. I pretty much only notice the art in books when it's especially bad or hard to follow. However, I have an artist friend who recently expressed interest in reading comics because he likes the idea of the art telling the story. I'd love to be able to recommend things to him, but I'm honestly not sure what to say, since I'm such a pure judge of that aspect of the medium. Poor, that, poor judge. I'm such a poor judge of that aspect of the medium. Okay. okay. That's why I'm turning to you. What, in your opinion, are the comics, past or present, that you would recommend based on art alone? What comics in your collections feature especially interesting, expressive, or just plain technically superior visuals? The particular stories being told are totally secondary in this case. My friend has a very eclectic and easygoing taste as far as that's concerned. But since I tend to read mostly superhero comics, I'm especially interested in your recommendations for comics outside that genre, with which I'm less familiar and therefore even less capable of recommending myself. So thanks for listening, and thanks again for making my work day brighter. Anytime, Jennifer. Through the brush. Uh, Through the brush. Well, I mean, if you're asking me, I mean, if, if he was interested in understanding why it worked, I would say start reading something like Understanding Comics, uh, which we did a show about. It's just so that, like because the mechanics of of the art actually accomplishing something other than looking a certain way and evoking a feeling. Yeah. There's a whole art. But, art but that doesn't sound like they want to follow, they just want good looking books. Yeah. yeah. Kirby. The art friend. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that the thing is that the problem with art is that art is so subjective. And like there are times where the three of us, I love an artist. You guys hate the artist. Connor loves an artist. I like it. I know Josh hates it. Vice, you know, whatever thing like that. I, there, there are very few artists. Like there are people who will tell you, you know, give him, Kingdom Come, and look how great Alex Ross is, yeah, and but, we'd all but, we'd all probably cringe, you know, like I mean, that sort of this, thing. You know? I think that the, since the dude's an artist, I mean, there's plenty of evocative art. You can look at a Bill Sienkiewicz piece and something like that. But I think then you like really, if you want to show an artist what works about comic books, is you show a guy who's technically a fantastic storyteller. And literally, yep. that's why I say like like look at Jack Kirby. He's the guy who who started this style. Or look at you know if you're going more modern, look at John Romita Jr. Or, I got one. Darwin, Darwin, Darwin Cook. Darwin, Darwin Cook. Cook. I got. I got one. Go ahead. Gene Ha. Gene Ha? Gene Ha. Technically proficient, good story, great storyteller. Yeah. 
detailed. I mean, you know, I think he's an example of a of you know of a really really good storyteller right now. Look at that. Look at look at the um. What's that one page that we talked about in our Hellboy episode back in episode forty? Oh, with the monkey. Yeah, that right there. Hellboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is Mignola. sequential art. Yep. I mean, it's just it's it's pacing, it's timing, it's it's all of those things. And it's hard to explain. It's just some people do it and some people don't do it really well. You know, Mark Bagley is an exceptional storyteller. Uh, some people don't just like take your friend to the comic store and just have him look. See, see, see what, what he can, to. yeah. See what he connects with. I mean, it's because it's a visual, it's an evocative visual medium. You know, mm-hmm. like put some stuff and see, get a feel for what he likes. Maybe he's a, uh, you know, leans more towards the Neil Adams school. Maybe he leans more towards like Josh the Sinkevich school, or more towards the uh, Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld school. You know, you never the Darwin know. Cooks. The Darwin Cooks, yeah, the world, the Bruce Timms of the world. You know, the Mike, Michael. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's a tough question, though. But it's it's hard because you never know what what individual people like or don't like. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, get back to work, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> and you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com if you have any questions or things you need answered. Yeah, we're here to you help. Don't have to do any of that. And just want to watch a movie? Maybe try Netflix. Uh, there's over ninety thousand titles. There are no late fees. Free shipping both ways. Blu-ray titles, very fast delivery, usually no more than a day. Most of the shipments uh, go out that same day, and they have plans starting at four ninety nine. If you would like a free free two week trial, go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Don't forget the www. Um, we all like it. It's very Man. good. And the voicemail would be up next. First one comes from Connecticut. Ray. I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, it's Ray, not Roy. <laughs> Has a question about Starman. I had a quick question on the Starman series. I picked up the Starman omnibus. Now, is this the same Starman who's in Grant Morrison's JSA run? Uh, I was just wondering, and I just want to let you guys know, thanks for recommending it. It was a really good book, and I can't wait for the next volume. All right, guys, take care. Bye. Well, I hate to I hate to nitpick on you, Ray, but uh, that's Jeff Johns. That's who I, I think you meant to say, not Grant Morrison, but that's cool. Um, no, that is the, – the guy in Jeff Johns' current JSA book is Tom Callor. He actually does show up later in um, – in uh, James Robinson's Starman. But Starman is actually very much about the legacy of the different Starmans, and if you read that book, you'll meet many of them. Uh, Isn't the one, in J- the one in JSA is the 31st century Starman yep. from Legion, right? Yep. Yeah. And, so. And so, there's going to be a third one, isn't there, in the Justice League book he's writing? Yep. Yeah, there's there's lots of Star... And now, like, Stargirl has... has anyway, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as you go through the book, there's lots of Starman. Starman. Uh- I'm I'm glad that Ray gave this a shot. I literally forced this upon somebody in the comic book store on Wednesday. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know if I should buy it." I'm like, "You just buy it, just buy it." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, I'm not sure." I'm like, "No, it's just buy it." And to, he bought it. They need so, to come out faster. I want you guys to finish the story so we can do a damn show about it. It's gonna be taking years, my friend. In, in, in five years. Yeah. Can I just get the books. <laughs> I know. Maybe. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Um, all right. So our next uh, next question is follow up to Jimsky. Hey, I fanboy guys. Uh, this is Dan from Durham, North Carolina, calling. Uh, Love the show. Uh, question, um, or actually a comment. Uh, I just opened up my new issue of Avengers The Initiative, and I see an ad for uh, Lady Bullseye coming, in, uh, coming soon to Daredevil. Uh, Lady Bullseye. Uh, you mentioned before that the whole turning villains into ladies, what the hell, man? What is up with that? It's, uh, it's getting overdone, and I kind of don't care anymore. Uh, anyhow, love the show. Keep up the good work. So this is following up to a comment that was made by Jimsky when he was on the podcast. Uh, was it last week or a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Um, weeks ago. The the ladyification of Marvel villains, which I didn't realize until he said that, and then I was like, oh, he's right. 
that they're taking established villain, you know, kind of, you know, like Craven or now Bullseye and just making them lady. Ladies. <laughs> and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I like the ladies, but yeah. Which is I, funny I do also love to, but, the ladies. But the follow up in Daredevil 111, which is the next issue, that's when Lady Bullseye and that the art is by this clay man. It's not by Mark Michael Ark. Dude, that so. is a weird looking image in that ad. Well, that's Dodson. It's Dodson. Yeah. I know, but it's Dodson. Weird. Dodson. We got Dodson. There's some there's some <laughs> anatomy stuff going on there, Dodson. Always <laughs> funny. <laughs> Always funny. Um yeah, no, I don't know what's up with the ladyification. We'll have to ask Marvel about that. I told you, that. someone's going through a horrible divorce. Yeah, exactly. Some editor just like, make it a lady. All those bitches are going to be evil. <laughs> make it a lady. Give me my drink back. <laughs> it's working, though. I mean, everybody's talking about how mad they are about Lady Bullseye, and everyone's going to buy the damn thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, although I'm hard-pressed. I had a whole list, but I'm hard-pressed to remember the other ladies other than Craven. Um, but there's there's more. So, um, Like Lady Red Skull. No, it's not happening. Um, she's skull. She's skull. <laughs> Lady Modoc. <laughs> Does this make my head look big? <laughs> Lady Kang. Oh, all right. Sorry. She's the Lady time. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a Lady Mandarin, isn't there? We haven't seen Kang in a good long while. I fucking love Kang. It's been Avengers Forever. Avengers Forever by Kurt Busiek and um, Carlos Pacheco. So good. So good. So, Kang is awesome. The problem is, is, is Ka- Kang was in, the last we saw Kang was in Young Avengers because he was, Iron Lad was a young Kang. He's uh, Libra. That's what we need. Yeah, he's Libra. That's what we need. We need young Kang. It's <laughs> like young Kang. Lady Kang. Yeah, young Lady Kang. And then it gets awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last voicemail um, has got a question about uh, one of our favorite archers. Hi, my name is Lauren, and I've been reading Green Arrow and Black Canary for a while, but I was wondering if there was any like good Green Arrow stories that I could pick up like in trade that doesn't involve Green Arrow and like combination with Green Lantern, like the old one. Um, thank you. Bye. What do you got against Hal Jordan, lady? <laughs> Wow, she definitely knows what she doesn't want. Well, you know why? Because the only answer and the first thing that we would have all said would have been Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Oh, so then, so then, Green Arrow, Kevin Smith, or or Brad Meltzer. Meltzer. That's there. There was there was a whole seventy-five issues of Green Arrow comics over the past how many years? Five, seven years. Yeah, those were really the only. It was it was Smith, Meltzer, and Winnick. They were all good. I read that entire run, and it was good. It was never bad. Yeah, you could read those, and before that, Ollie wasn't alive, so. Oh no no no! But no, yes he was. He was um. Uh, he Mike was briefly Bruce. dead for a while. He was briefly dead, but before Ollie's been around for what? What are you? What are you? No, crazy? no. But I'm saying before that, like oh, the, green, shit. the Green Arrow series was Connor. Right. Well, no, that, that was in the '90s when he he died in the early '90s in the Final Night thing. Right. And then it was Con- it was Connor Hawk and and well, then. Okay, uh, I know what you're talking. But about. before Final Night, they Mike did Grell. Mike uh, Mike Grell did a uh, Connor. You love Mike Grell's run, right? Those more adult stories yeah. with and, boobies and cursing. Um, and then, um, but also recently came out was Green Arrow Year One by by Andy Dickel. Andy Dickel. Well played, what? sir. Well played. Yeah, see, you forgot about that one, didn't you? Jock. Jock. So. Do you, you just call him Jock? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite question I've ever asked on a show ever. So Andy Dickel, do you just do you just call him Jock? <laughs> like like he like he's like, hey hey Mark, call me Jock. God, how many times do I have to tell you? It's like being in the police. Anyway, uh, that's your voicemails for the for the week. Uh, it's you like want... being in the police. <laughs> Gordon, what did I tell you about what you call me, Andy? 
<laughs> do you still want to be in the police? Maybe stabbed him. Yeah. Do you still want to be in the police? Yes. <laughs> no, not really. And what is my name? King. <laughs> anyway, uh, voicemails eight eight eight. I totally forgot it for the first time. In three two six two six nine seven. Three eight 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 fanboys. And uh, just a note: uh, we tend to play the ones that are shorter because we we can't play two minute long voicemails. So um, remember to to keep them as short as you can. And kind of one question per call. Yes, that that works for us. And and for the love of God, say your name. Yeah, say your name. Where you're from is great. Thirty seconds. Get your question in and out. That's the best way to get on the show. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. We got we got we got dumped with voicemails this week. There's a ton of it from all of you. We wish we could, we could play them all, but when you leave a three minute voicemail, we can't. So, so there. All right. It's only Yay. three minutes. Let's yes. end this. Let's kill it. Kill it. She's been killed. This already. is episode one forty eight, and if you, you you can do math, in two weeks will be episode one fifty. Holy shit. Thought, yeah, no kidding, right? Good and we thought we'd here. celebrate that mini milestone by doing another email show. Yep. And for those who haven't been since the beginning, we did that episode 25 back when that was a big deal. And <laughs> we did an issue episode 100. What that means is we'll, read, we'll do the Pick of the Week like normal. We'll talk about the Pick of the Week book. But instead of doing the rest of the show like normal, we will ins- instead do the next hour or so on email. It'll be an extra long show. We'll so, try to yeah. knock out as much emails we can do. So it's important. You send an email to contact.ifanboy.com and in the subject line put episode 150. In, in there, so we can flag it for episode 150. We know that that will be the pool of questions we we go from. So yeah, and, right. And, right. It, so, you know, anything you want to ask? Uh, anything, anything goes. Time. Normally, we'll we'll knock out dumb emails, but you yeah. know, ask dumb ones if you want. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll talk. Mainly, we want to talk about comics, but anything goes. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the show. It'll be about an hour twenty, or usually that's about how long those shows go. And so it's going to be just so no one's caught off guard. Yep. Big of the week discussion followed by emails, and then the return to the net format. In the following show. It's going to be exciting, that's for sure. Yes. So, um, so, and you, you're going to want to check out ifanboy.com. If, you're already, are, if you already aren't there, go to ifanboy.com because there's not only do we do great audio podcasts, but there's amazing writing going on there by, by myself. Well, not so much me, but Josh and Connor, definitely amazing, as well as all our other great writers like Paul and Jim Ski and Sonia and Mike and, and everybody else. Paul Dini's there. So it's, it's a fun place to be. Guess, so go to ifanboy.com. Yes, Paul Cornell this week. And Paul Cornell guessed it. That was great. And um, and don't forget to go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics to check out all the comics and you can pull your books and you can write reviews and, and participate in the community. We'd love to hear from you. So, I don't I don't have any assignments in this particular one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking off. If you, if you need store, uh, stuff at the store, you can go to ifanboy.com slash store. That's where you get comic books that we talk about. And where you can go to amazon.com for uh, all of your Amazonian needs. <laughs> and, and you can... You can uh, buy stuff through us <laughs> yes. your breastplates and spears you mean that kind of thing uh, yes i will talk about the video show even though it has an r next to it we have a video show it comes out every wednesday this script is uh, <laughs> this, it comes out every wednesday uh this past week was the why the last man show which i thought was a very good show and uh the next week it is me and mark miller and tony harris and our wacky hijinks you, you drove them around san francisco <laughs> I drove them around a lot of San Francisco. <laughs> the things you do for an interview. <laughs> did, you, did you just get him to go, hey, did you do that? Oh, dude, the dude doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I liked Miller before, and I've interviewed him before, but when, when, you've, you, when you've driven him to the airport and back, he just doesn't shut up. I know more about that man than I need to. But it's great. He's awesome. They were great people. Great. It's a great show. It was a fun party at Isotope here in San Francisco, and it's, it's going to be a good show. Hope you all like it. Talk all right. I, fanboy Mini, can now 
be seen every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. That's we do a little one to four or five minute piece on comic books. So that's every day but Thursday and and uh, Sunday. Yes. And you can also check out um, if you have a TiVo, you can check out iFanboy on TiVo now. Just go to the video download section and um, and you, you we're right there under the eyes because I starts with iFanboy. Really looks great. Yeah. When, so yeah, it looks great from what I've heard. I don't have a TiVo though, so. When you're flipping around your TiVo and, and you want to really feel like you're in the game, uh, you can wear your iFanboy t-shirt. You get that at jinx.com slash iFanboy. Send them a picture of yourself wearing the shirt. They'll send you stickers. Connor. Where are we at? Uh, contact at iFanboy.com is how you send us an email. Voicemail is 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Keep your questions short and concise. Okay, and I'll just I'll write us out here. Um, so if you go to iFanboy.com forward slash about, you, you can see all the links to all of our social networks like MySpace and ComicSpace and uh, Facebook. And you can see us on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash iFanboy. That's where everybody's at. Um, and also, if you like us and if you dig us, you want to write a review in iTunes, uh, please do. And in fact, normally we talk about that, but we thought we'd let our friend Tad Stones take care of that. Hey, guys, this is Tad Stones, better known as Darkwing Duck. And uh, I'm calling to say that the video coverage of San Diego Comic-Con was miles above anything I saw on the net, certainly anything we saw on TV. Your revamp site's awesome with all the new writers, the new features. I'm seeing great reviews both from you guys, the new guys, and the fans. But once again, I didn't call to talk to you guys. I'd like to talk to your audience. In general, folks, there's nothing that helps a podcast more than a great iTunes review. It's how people find a comic broadcast. They type in the search engine, comics, and it's those first ones that come up that are going to get the acclaim, or at least the visitors, and they'll find out how great iFanboy is. Why do we want that? Hey, it's purely selfish. All those features, all the things that the guys do and put up a great site come from the amount of traffic they get coming to the show, coming to iFanboy.com. So please, if you haven't, it's a plea from one fan to another, please. Put on an iTunes review. A good one, of course. See you later, guys. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Tad. It's always good to hear from you. I'm glad he liked the shows. Wasn't that a really um, good-sounding voicemail? Yeah, yeah, Tad's great. Um, so heed Tad's word. Leave a review in iTunes for us. We really appreciate it. Also for the video show. It really means a lot to us. Um, and also, if you dig uh, what we do and you want to donate uh, to the cause, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash donations, and you click on the donate box. You can pay through PayPal. Um, any any uh, number or value you like via PayPal, you know, credit card, PayPal, whatever, just ifanboy.com slash donations. But you can also <laughs> do nomenclature. That's cool. Nomenclature is fine. So. <laughs> All right, oh, man. Just in case you're listening to this going, those guys, are, they're loose. It's they're late. loose. <laughs> I'm loose right now. It's late and it's hot. Oh, my God, it's hot. I'm sitting here dying. Holy yeah. shit. I'm in San Francisco and it's fucking hot. Oh, God. It's the end of the Crikey. world. Air going. conditioning. You will sweat while you podcast, mister. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll like it. Stinking it up so. since 2000. Yeah. All right. I like the podcast when I'm drunk. It's fun. <laughs> we need to do the been up all night podcast. Yeah, we should totally yes. do a podcast. Oh my, that's a genius idea. Oh, um, maybe one fifty will do that. I don't, I don't know if my like at four in the morning. Yeah, I don't know if my. Oh my god! And then we could do it as a sleepover, and and then we could have scripts, <laughs> and then and then we'll sneak to the girls' house. Can we make cookies? Oh. Yeah, it'll be awesome. We'll and then we'll the tube. Connor will fall asleep, and we'll put his hand in a bowl of water, and he'll think he has to pee, and it'll be hysterical. All right, um, I just got weird, didn't I? It got real weird. It got Why real weird. You want someone St- to pee? I don't know. I never understood that. I never understood that. You know what I just found out? That when girls have sleepovers, they don't have pillow fights. Really? Yeah. I, 31 years old. I just find this out. They don't do that in their lingerie? sleepover? 
in their underwear. No, they don't do that apparently. Anyway, do you mind if I come over? No, <laughs> that would be kind of. I'll just sit in the corner. Don't worry about it. Do, do what you do. Be natural. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit here. That was creepy Owen Wilson voice. It was. We haven't right. had Owen Wilson in a while. I just feel feel what you. Feel. I can't do it anymore. I think it's gone. <laughs> uh, all right. Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And apparently, I'm Jimski. <laughs> Remember that callback I was talking about? There it was. Nice. Damn this script. <laughs>